and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Clay. I'm Ivy. And this is episode, what episode is it? Oh god, uh, 40, <laughs> like, 40, 43, 43, I think. 43, alright. We're discussing chapters, I actually have to look at the calendar for this, I was way underprepared. Chapters 20 to 28, okay, we got it. Yeah, let's just Da-da-da. jump right in, I guess. Yep, I guess we're gonna do that. Uh, this was, yeah, I was really underprepared for this. So the first part is just where um there it's it picks up like right after the whole fork man reveal thing. The first thing I noticed was that Grizel slapped Mister Forkle in the face. Good for her. I mean, not that I don't love Fork Man, but he kind of deserves it right now. Yeah, he's kind of like I kind of get where he's coming from, but also you did lie to everybody and. You know, you're not really showing that much remorse. Another thing I noticed, Dex's father, Kessler, somewhat morbidly wanted to know what what happened to the other Forkle's body after Orly hit it. What? Why do you want to know these things, Kessler? What was... That's just weird. Also, I do wonder, like, where elves put... God, this is getting dark. Where for, elves put bodies? Yeah. Yeah, for two minutes into the podcast, but... I was thinking that they probably use it for, like, some sort of fertilizer, right? Yeah, oh god. <laughs> but, like, elves are so... I don't know. Alternately, it would be really cool if there was the... If, like, they, like, dug up the Wanderling Woods or something and underneath there was just this mass grave and it's, like, a metaphor for how the Lost Cities appears so beautiful on the top but then you realize that there has to be... That, like, this rot is coming from somewhere, and then it's, like, under the earth. I don't know. I think that would be cool, but maybe a little bit, um, gory for a middle grade series. But then, then again, in book one, Sophie was already, like, drugged, kidnapped, and tortured, so... I feel like they're pushing the limits of middle grade series just a bit. A mass grave would be nothing. Hey, they've already, they've already done mass graves in underneath when they went to the place in Paris. Wasn't oh, that a thing? Oh yeah, I, I feel like that was a thing. That I feel like that, yeah. Yeah, that would that would be cool. That would be very cool. It would be cool. Um, speaking of uh, Mr. Forkle being suspicious and not 100% moral, he read Sophie's mind without asking her and Sophie was like, hey, did you just, what? And then his explanation was basically, oh yeah, I wanted to see if I could get past your blocking. And it's like, wow, that's super, okay. You could have asked. You could have said, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to read your mind. Can you, like, can you try to block me, please? Let's see what happens. Dude, you don't have to be this way. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they talk about their plan to get the caches. Yeah, after they bury, they don't bury Mr. Forkle, but they bury the seed. They bury the seed, yeah. And they have that weird, weird tree with a, with every, with like, every Forkle on it. Like, how does that work, though? It's connected to his DNA, like... It is connected to his DNA. I think that it maybe kind of plays into that, um, the idea of elves being nurture versus nature, because the the whole thing about, like, how everything that you know about science is wrong mind over matter like we can do whatever we want if we really like if we like try hard enough and then also the whole thing about how I feel like actually I don't I don't think this is ever 
confirmed or like hinted at in canon but I had always kind of thought like the abilities some abilities are kind of the same but then how how it manifests depends on your personality and just what's encouraged in you I feel like we talked about this before on the podcast and that kind of is just all feeds into the whole thing of like elves are more shaped by their environment and by how they how they grow up and who they want to be rather than stuff like genetics mm-hmm Okay, so the Borkle tree has been buried. I did notice that um, Dex told his parents about his crush on Sophie. Oh my god. At one point, they were talking about, uh, like, Keith and Sophie, and then Kessler was like, wait, does that mean? And then Jolene was like, <laughs> Nick's on the talking about Dex. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stop talking. <laughs> That was that is so adorable. I love I Dex's know. parents. Dex, just God. Um. Oh, then they make a good decision and go see Lady Cadence. Yes, Woo! Lady Cadence, the holder of the single brain cell. Literally, Lady Cadence is the only one with any brain cells around here, and we all love her for it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so mental if like. <laughs> maybe the wrong word but it would be so cool if at the end you know they have they're about to like go to war with the ogres and they're about to fight and then lady cadence is like oh my god guys what have you done let me handle this and then does some diplomatic relations and then everything's fine yeah we, we stand i there was one yeah. part in this part where um someone i forgot who was like well, it's good that Lynn isn't here because, like, with all that water around, she might lose control. And then Fiona, like, defends her really, like, really yeah. strongly. That was kind of gay. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little. Why saying? would I choose between between Liniana? Do they have a ship named Liniana? I'm going Liniana, with that. Yeah. Solin and Sofiana, when I could just ship all of them. It's true. They're all good. They're all in love with each other. Yeah. So Liniana for the win. Yes. They also have an interesting com- com- conversation about last names. And I always find stuff like that interesting where they talk about just the small cultural differences in the lost cities. Yes, Like the so fact that they choose which last name they want to pass down instead of having it just always be patrilineal. Is that the word I'm looking for? I think that so. That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was super interesting. Because they said that they um, they usually choose the name who has, like, higher status. Which, which is, is yet another yeah. of those things where it's like, huh. They replaced sexism with classism. Wow, so progressive, you guys. <laughs> good for you. Also, Sophie doesn't know how old she is. And that's another thing I find interesting about the elves, is that they just sort of don't track that. Even as kids, they don't track that very much. Mm, that's a good point, because they have, like, indefinite lifespan, so I guess it doesn't really matter to them. Yeah. Alright, so list of things that, list of things that we currently know Sophie can't do. She can't read, she can't do math, and she doesn't know her own age. <laughs> yeah, tr- truly, one of the, this is how she got to, got to be, like, skip all those grades. It's true. <laughs> but she literally doesn't even know how old she is. Actually, no, she probably can do math, because she learned it at whatever yeah. hers in her hometown when she was in human school. Human, that's the word I was looking for. Human, <laughs> that word. However, none of the other elves can do math, though, I think. 
Except, like, Dex. Yeah. De- I-, I trust Dex to do math. Mm-hmm. Tinker can probably do math, too. Technopaths can do math. Technopaths can probably do math. Wouldn't and Lady be- Kate is because she knows everything. Hmm, true. Wouldn't it be funny if Dex can, like, do all these technopath things and, like, you know, technology, engineering, inventing, but then Sophie asks him, like, what's five plus seven, and he's like, what's that? Okay, so we talked to Lady Cadence for a while. Good choice, you guys. Lady Cadence is such a queen. I love her so much. And she's like, hey, I want to join the Black Swan, but we have to work with ogres. Which, honestly, yes. All the points she was making what she says. Yeah, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. Lady Cadence knows everything. I repeat, this is just... This is just the We Stand Lady Cadence episode. Uh-huh. It's so interesting because Lady Cadence seems to be... she's She always seems to be portrayed, at least to me, as someone who very much knows what she's doing and someone you should listen to. And she always makes, like, the most coherent, persuasive, like, political arguments. Like, she knows what she's doing, and yet none of the main characters actually, like, believe her or follow i feel like they they understand where she's coming from to an extent but none of them ever like do what she wants yeah you guys if you just listen to lady cadence the never scene would be gone in like what five minutes (laughs) it's true and i mean it kind of brings up that whole thing of like elven superior and not elven superior elven supremacy yeah they definitely have they definitely have that sort of thing going on and they they were making the argument in this section a lot, like, how could you suggest that we should, I'm thinking diplomacy, but we should diplomat with that? That's not a word. We should, I mean, that is a word, but wait. <laughs> we should negotiate with the ogres <laughs> because um, the ogres are just, they're a violent race, you know? They're like, they're non-negotiable with, they won't listen to you, they're undiplomatic, like, and... That that was very hmm ooh <laughs> a little 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 sus beliefs there. Yeah. Uh, the elves are interesting. I mean, goblins are like the most speciesist, I guess, against ogres. But then again, in that, it's kind of mutual. Although I guess it's kind of mutual between ogres and elves too. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like with the with the goblins, though, because the ogres have moved against the ogres have moved against the gnomes, have kind of exploited the dwarves, have attacked the goblins. They haven't really done anything to the elves, if you think about it. Like, oh, oh, that's true. They have attacked some of their stuff. No, that was the never scene though. Were they the same? I don't know. But anyway, my point is that. Like, the elves out of all these people kind of have the least right to be like, all ogres are violent and dangerous and we can't negotiate with them. Like, you are the ones who, you have put yourselves, I'm angry at the elves, sorry. Oh, who isn't? (laughs) You have put yourselves in a position of power over these other species. You have taken power over them and said, we are protecting these people, and now you're gonna be the ones doing i mean i mean they barely even talk about the other species when they're talking about like relations with the ogres they're never like the ogres attacked my ally now as my diplomatic duty i'm gonna go attack them it's always like 
the ogres are, you know, violent, dangerous, we need to, like, wipe them, and, well, they never say wipe them out, but, like, we need to, like, attack them because, you know, they're all, like, violent, and it's, like, that's not, is that the best reasoning for this? There are good reasonings for this, and that's not one. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, the elves are just interesting. Okay, uh... Okay! I mean, okay, not to, like, harp on that one thing for too long, but I did just, like, oh, mark God. down two quotes that were... <laughs> I did mark down two quotes that that I thought were really interesting. This whole scene I thought was very well written, and I just hope it gets fleshed out more later. But, um, one was, like, where Sander... They're talking about how the ogres... Like, Dimitar killed, uh, the ogre who... I, I don't remember what happened in Lodestar, but I assume, like, made some sort of move against the goblins. And Sander says that vengeance belonged to my people. And it was like, mm, I don't know. I, I, that was, that was good. And then, and then what, and then a little later, Cadence, Lady Cadence is kind of, uh, calling them out. And Wraith was like, so are you calling us extremists? And Lady Cadence says good intentions can be just as extreme as bad ones. Which was also really, really good. <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. so interesting. Lady Cadence, oh my god, I just love her. The only one with any sense around these here cities. <laughs> I don't know what noise I just made, I'm sorry. <laughs> so they go back to Havenfield. They do indeed. There's a little bit of a... um transition part they're kind of just hanging out uh but one thing i thought was interesting was let me find it yeah so um they're talking about how like they learn history so that they can avoid repeating history um which is interesting in and of itself but what grady said after that grady said you know that would be valid if the humans were learning from their history and if they were improving but they're not because they let their emotions like get get a hold of themselves get a hold of them and so when you're driven by emotion not knowing your history actually or knowing your history or not is not going to change that it's not going to make an impact and then keith responds yeah but emotions can be warped every horrible thing my dad ever said to me came from his twisted idea of love he was a jerk because he cared or thought he did we all know the only person he actually cares about is himself which was like so aside so, from making me want to hug Keith. Yes. Um, <laughs> Keith deserves a hug. Yeah, god, I just want to hug all those kiddos. I know. <laughs> Group hug, so. just they need to all just hug constantly. Dex should make them like, like a hugginator so that they can press it and then they're immediately all transported there for a hug. I think I'm, like, touch-starved from nine months in quarantine or something, because every time I'm, like, reading or watching something in characters hug, I'm like, yes, hug my Aww. children. Aww. Yeah, um, and then, and then in terms of, like, what they're, they're just having a lot of really interesting conversations about elven history and the way to run things in this part, and I think that this one specifically was kind of so, I mean, they're basically saying, erasing these memories so that you don't have to face them and saying that it's not going to make an impact that's just an excuse right because when you learn from your history because your your emotions are volatile it's not like that is the most pure form 
of decision making. You need a little bit of empiricism. You need a little bit of rationality, kind of. And the way to do that is to face the darkest things that you've done and try to learn from it. Which, the Lost Cities, it's such a big theme. The Lost Cities do not do that. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Uh, Grady's... Grady seems like he's trying to say that the elves are better about that than humans, but that's so not true. It's so not that's true. That's just... That's just absolute crap. So I guess... Hmm, I always, every time I read this, I always forget what's going to happen until Grady says, oh, right, by the way, Dex is in your room. And then I'm like, oh, it's no. Like, oh, God. Is it time to talk about Dex? I think it's time to talk about Dex. We've oh, kind of exhausted every other possible subject. <laughs> Most of the time, I want I want to talk about Dex, but this this was not Dex's finest hour. It wasn't his least finest hour, either. That probably goes to the circlet yeah the circlet (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) that might have been his worst decision but this is just a mess and i get really bad secondhand embarrassment so this especially the first time i ran out it just made my skin crawl oh yeah i'm arrow and so this scene did not affect me in any way and i i find it funny when other people are like oh that was so embarrassing i'm like never gonna happen to me (laughs) Yeah, I just can't handle, like, anything embarrassing happening to people in fiction. I just, like, nah. So should we walk through it? <laughs> Let, let's walk through it. <laughs> Alright, so Sophie goes up to her room, and Dex is there. He's given Iggy a makeover. Uh, Iggy is now yes, green. Yes, that, that's... We love Iggy makeovers. Love that's Iggy honestly makeovers. one of the most fun, fun things is that every book, without fail, Iggy changes color. Yes, that is one of, yeah, that is so fun, and I actually, I think it's, like, super awesome how, like, yeah, um, I mean, it hit a little different in Unlocked, but, <laughs> wait, what happened in, wait, what was, what? That was when, when Keith went up to Sophie's room and changed Iggy and then left the letter there. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> I was trying to think, like, what, what color, what? <laughs> Iggy was, like, mermaid tiger thing. That oh. was... I don't know what was with the Iggy colors and Unlocked, but... So back to Dex. <laughs> back to Dex. Uh, he makes fun of Fitzfi, so Fitz, for a bit, and then uh, a fateful moment happens. It's like, oh, I found he a way to... some crush crafts. Help Love your that. enhancing. They say Sophie and Dex on them. <laughs> oh, my boy, my son. My sweet, sweet boy. And then he says, you don't have to look that horrified. And I'm like, oh, my boy. I think it's interesting how, like, kind of the three, um, the three boyos have all had kind of different reactions to Sophie, like, liking them or them liking Sophie or, or, you know, something happening. Because Dex here, um, basically he tries to deny it at first. He's like, oh, no, I just, I thought it would be funny. Whereas yeah. Fitz is very um, straightforward about it. He's like, I mean, to be fair, Sophie does like him, so it's a little different situation, but he doesn't really try to make it into a joke. He just is, like, very mature. Yeah. Keith is more like, I'm just going to be there for her, like, no matter what. Like, we're friends first, and then, you know, 
if something happens, so be it. And like, I just think that the, the, the difference between them is so interesting. Yeah. I want to make a joke about like Lynn now. <laughs> but... And Lynn's like, I'm going to repress my gay forever. Yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. Pretty much like the entire school just has a crush on Sophie. Oh, I do not doubt that the entire um, Keeper squad has had a crush on Sophie or has a crush on Sophie. Except for, like, Tam. Yeah, that's I, true. I don't get that vibe from Tam. I don't get that but... vibe from Tam. Especially because in Never Seen, he was like, nah. Yeah. But everyone else has probably had a crush on yeah. Sophie. Morella, definitely, in the first book. Yeah. Bianna, definitely, at some point, probably. <laughs> Lynn, yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess Wiley's way older than her, so yeah, not not, not really Wiley. Does Wiley count as part of the squad? I feel like he's been unconscious for like a lot, a long, a long time. I feel like Wiley's part of the squad now, but like he was kind yeah, of that's a late true. Joiner after after the the last book, he's kind of is uh, yeah with them. So back to Dex. <laughs> <laughs> we we keep finding ways to get sidetracked, don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, Just because we don't want to experience the pain. Uh huh. So Sophie kisses Dex. There it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> you kind of said the elephant in the room. Is that the way that metaphor works? Do you that say is, the yes. elephant in the? <laughs> well, you like acknowledge the elephant in the room. I'm not. Sure. I guess that's right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a kiss. Some kissing yeah. happens, and it doesn't really do anything for either of them. Yeah, which I thought was weird, because they're both, like, 14, right? Well, we don't know how old Sophie is, but Dex is, like, 13, 14. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, like, what did they expect? Like, they were kind of both like, oh, I didn't feel any spark, it was really awkward. This like, obviously means that we don't like each other, or it's not I mean, ever going to work out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the ship is kind of sunk, but still, they're like, you're children. Nothing has to be worked out at 14. It's true. Yeah, exactly. They're kids. Like, it's not gonna... And, and this is both of their first kisses, right? And it's in a really high-stress situation of, like, their friends and family are dying around them. <laughs> like, do... yeah. Yeah, I just think that it's a really, maybe a maybe a, a a reasonable, based on how they've both been raised to kind of believe like, oh, like it's gonna just be this perfect thing. But I feel like both of them kind of have this unrealistic expectation of, it's gonna be this like, you know, romantic thing. And when really, the most important thing is just like, that they both have. I mean, because Sophie doesn't, but like if they were like the most important thing would just be that they both have feelings for each other and they both like each other right you you you, you get my my drift <laughs> i get your drift yes i feel like i'm glad sophie was like nice about it though because i know she was, yeah they were yeah really she could have nice. been a jerk and she wasn't uh-huh i mean not like people should get points every time they're not a jerk i mean but considering this like yeah, no, it was just a really healthy way of, of handling the situation. And even Dex pointed that out, I think. She, he was like, you know, you could have, like, 
you could have like thrown the crush cuffs at crush cuffs the crush cuffs the, the, the crush bracelets cuffs? at me but instead you know they had like a civil conversation about it and then by the end they were like let's just be friends and it was so nice actual communication can you imagine whoa <laughs> hasn't happened with anybody else in this squad <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I get that it's for the drama and the intergroup relations, but wouldn't this all be Talk so much... to each other! <laughs> wouldn't this all other. be so much easier if they just communicated? Yeah. <laughs> also, I now have an Ace Dex headcanon, because <gasps> Sophie was like, yeah, I don't like you, and so it makes sense. With Dex, it was like, he was, he was like confused. It was really interesting reaction. He was like, I, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't really feel anything either. But, but I know that I like you. I've liked you for years. And it's kind of like, now I have a headcan. <laughs> okay. And I just, one more thing that makes me have emotions, which is where Dex asks, still best friends, right? And then Sophie says forever. I'm like, I just love their friendship. Uh... Okay. I just children my children yes and honestly since they're um this was like a while ago i totally i love the idea of sophie like coming to dex with like actually both of them of like both of them coming to each other with like my crush rejected me today and then they like eat ripple puffs on the couch together and, yeah like, listen to sophie's ipod <laughs> uh-huh bff time yeah it just yeah they should just they need to hang out more yeah <laughs> i mean dex needs to like be present more i don't know but okay also random thing but like in keeper of the lost cities why do people always come over to each other's houses without even like asking like people will be like oh so-and-so's in your room and i'm like that is what? a really good point like if I went over to, if I went into my room, my friend was just in there, and I hadn't invited them over or anything. I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> like you didn't ask to come over. This is my house." I mean, I guess it would be like a pleasant, pleasant surprise, but still, not really a thing that happens. I do always wonder. This is kind of a tangent, but I do always wonder: Do elves live near each other? Because I know that. Like, some of them just live in their own, like, light pocket, whatever, like, Havenfield and, um, wherever, uh, wherever the backers live. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Everglen, I think? But I feel like some of them would live, like, in neighborhoods, right? Yeah, are there, are there no elf neighborhoods? Do elves not have neighbors? I don't know. Because, on the one hand, you'd think, like, you know, all the people who whose houses we've gone to that are, like, in their own pocket are, they're all, like, nobles and stuff, but well, also... None of Dex's family is nobility, and they don't have neighbors. Is Julene not? No, I don't think she is. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I guess they just, none of them have neighbors. Yeah. Because, like, the, the practicality is of light leaping to other places, right? I know they have, like, shopping neighborhoods and, and places like that, like Mysterium, 
so th- at least they've got that but just the practicalities of like what if you want to like visit someone but you don't know I, I mean I guess it would be the same thing as like getting their address like getting a leaping crystal from them but also what <laughs> like how do you yeah. get places yeah I don't know I don't understand elves yeah that's basically my entire summary of the series. I don't understand elves. Pretty pretty much, yep. Does anything else happen? You've only been uh, talking so... for like 35 minutes, so... Yeah. So, Keith actually uses his brain about... Like, he's, he has, he's surprisingly like wise about the whole Dex thing. Oh, is that in our section? I thought that, that was. was. It was. That was chapter 28, and we read until... Oh. Chapter 28. Oh my. I did not read chapter 28. Alright. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, it's cool. Well, it'll be a fun surprise. <laughs> yeah. And then so, Keith, Keith has I, brain cells? That's news. Yeah. And then Keith is talking about how the heart and the head are different. So, you can feel one way in your, like, like in your head, you can feel one way. In your heart, you can... It's different. Which... Mm, yeah. They talk about crushes for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about it for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have the right to, since it's, like, their actual lives. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you said me. we. No, yeah, they, they did that. Yeah. <laughs> they can talk yeah. about what they want. Yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like they deserve the time to be just dumb kids and make bad crush decisions. It's like, because they have so much pressure. They just need to be allowed to be kids. Yeah, like, I get that if, I get if they can't really have a break now because of, like, plot reasons. But I do hope that, you know, once it's done, we get to see their lives kind of returning to normal or, like, them just getting therapy. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, getting therapy. Being friends. Lynn and Morella get married. That's Lynn another one for the list. Lynn is in love with Sophie, Fiona, and Morella all at once. Yeah. Beautiful. It's true. <laughs> the tension between Lady Gisela and Keith right now is is very... It's hot. Not in a I weird mean... way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very tired. It's the first day I went to break. <laughs> No, yeah, I feel you. Um, but yeah, the intense non-functional family energy there. Oh yeah. Uh, the the sense in family is just an entire mess. Oh, it's true. I want to give Keith so many hugs. I do wonder, um, just because like we we were they were talking about Fallon Thacker earlier and like. We know that the Sensons come from a noble family, right? Yeah. So, I wonder what, if they're ever going to be in the picture. Because they're, like, all alive. Yeah, I wonder if there are, like, more background Sensons that we don't really know about. Yeah. Brain is not functioning. Kind of thinking, I wonder what would happen. I mean, not I wonder what would happen, because... It's what is happening. But, like, I feel like Keith does a lot of these things because he largely is not allowed to make his own decisions. And so 
he rebels and does dumb things. This is sort of the same thing I said in the last episode. Like, the more pressure you put on him, the more he's likely to find ways to rebel. And I wonder if... I, I wonder what would happen if they went along with, you know, something... Because I feel like the Black Swan, they're not, like, his parents' level, but every time Keith suggests something, they're like, no. <laughs> Granted, because they're usually pretty bad ideas. However, I wonder if they're, like, not... They're trying to say, you know, we're, we're better than that. Like, we're not... We're, we, we, we promote teenage mental health, but they're really not giving Keith any trust or freedom at all. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, everything. You just need to not micromanage the children, basically. Yeah. Okay, I think we're, like, almost at time, so, or a time where we can stop talking because I've run out of things to say. Uh, yeah. So I kind of can stop grasping at straws now. Um, so I guess we should do social media. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, you can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr or the KeeperCast on Instagram. And you can find me at Clawney underscore Clue on Instagram and Sewer 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 Couch on Tumblr. And you can find me at Aelin dash Ashriver dash Galathinius on Tumblr. Also, a uh, quick heads up, we're taking a holiday hiatus next week. I think after that, Sammy is going to be back. Don't yeah quote me on that, but okay, yeah, quote, quote Ivy on that, not me. <laughs> so <laughs> the hiatus is going to last from next week to, let me, let me think. It's going to be two weeks long, I think, and um, oh, we're going right. to be back on January 9th in 2021. Hopefully by then... It's not 2020 anymore, but I I don't I don't think that's happening. Um, <laughs> I don't trust okay. 2020 have, to end. We have Keeper of the Lost Cities books to escape into. Yep, we love escapism. Uh, we get to read about the plague, and um, yeah, governments who are trying to take over other governments because they think they're better. I was rereading Never Seen This Year, and I'm like, huh. That hits Can't a little relate different. to that at all. Yeah. This has been KeeperCast. See you in three weeks.